This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We need to talk about a video that went viral yesterday on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, yesterday, we highlighted uh, in our 3 at 12.03, a young boy who had been uh, the subject of, of bullies, and the video went viral. Well, of course... The hive mind had to hop right on top of that and immediately was pointing out all of the skeletons that that family had in their closet and dragging them out into the light, which led you, Bradley, to realize something. Well, I immediately thought to myself, I pray to God that I never go viral. Okay. Like truth. Okay. So, you know, we talk all the time, like, let what can we do to go viral? You don't want to go viral. I actually, I, I was thinking as I was uh, getting ready this morning and showering, I pray that I never go viral because I think about, think about, and specifically within the last year or so, but I think this goes back a lot, a lot further, but specifically I think about the last year stories similar to the one that you just mentioned. This, you know, this young boy uh, goes viral and garners a lot of attention because he was bullied. And a lot of people can relate to that being that age and being bullied for something uh, beyond your control. And you felt empathy for that boy. It was clear he had been uh, harassed and bullied and hurt. And people reached out to him to try to make his experience better. Mm-hmm. Not not like content to sort of just let that story be and let the boy have some good feelings Mm -hmm. uh, at the hands of celebrities and other people who wanted to do right by him. Um, The internet had to dig up stuff on his parents. And then there became this whole, like, I mean, we could just go on dissecting this, like certain groups were attacking the family for this and some family or some people were attacking them for this and other people saying it was a complete scam. And, um, and that's not the only story. Think about the guy at the debate. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, with the red Dave, sweater and the glasses. Oh, my gosh. Ken Bone. Ken, Ken, Bone. Bone. Ken Bone. Remember Ken Bone? Yes. And Ken Bone was like a predator or something. I don't know. Like Ken Bone had like one or two days of amazing fame. And then everybody was buying Ken Bone yes. sweaters. They were going to be Ken Bone for Halloween. And then all of a sudden, Ken Bone was the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you guys, like... I get it. People are lazy. They have nothing better to do than say, oh, you're happy about this? Mm -hmm. Let me find five reasons why you shouldn't be happy about this. We got a yelly email from a listener yesterday that basically was like, that boy you're glorifying has racist parents. Yeah. Also, can we just talk about the fact 
that um what? Oh, I'm just like I that was my reaction to getting that email. Yeah, like okay. Well, all right then. But I think he was still bullied. And guess what? We can all you should be able to have some empathy for a child who's bullied. Does that mean we give the boy millions of dollars? No. But if the if the boy gets something, who cares? Yeah. And now what you're doing is like piling on again a child. Yeah. Well, which is which is in essence, you know, I, okay, I we struggle can't with have this. Anything nice. we can't because and the second makes, we have something that's going to make us kind of feel good, somebody has to tell us why it shouldn't make us feel good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now there is a reason for this, and the reason is that sometimes the world doesn't doesn't do its due diligence, and so sometimes we uh, believe a story that turns out not to be true. And those things have happened. So I understand why it happens. But again, it just made me have that feeling. I pray that the internet never shines its light on me. Right. Because you you have no idea. And I want somebody, and I'm sure that somebody has already done this, but I think it would be fascinating to have somebody, you know, do a, a spread in the New Yorker or write a book about people who have come under the spotlight of the mm-hmm. internet mm-hmm. and what their life has become as a result. You know, right. we hear we hear about some things like, you know, death threats and, you know, just crazy things happening, but really what does it mean for people who get caught up in the internet's um, you know, laser folk or laser sights. Right. You know, it's, I've been, cause I've been thinking about this a lot since honestly, since we got that email yesterday from that listener who kind of, um, dressed us down for, for sharing the story. Um, I've been thinking about this and, and what does this all mean and do all of these things are these all so as connected as we want to make them? Because at the end of the day, if you pull back, this is still an 11 year old boy who had real feelings because he was being bullied. And the emotions that we felt toward that were real. Now, you know, 24 hours later, you find out some very unsavory things about his family. And I'm telling you, they're unsavory things yeah, oh, that course. they've uncovered. Yeah. And yet it's still an 11 year old boy who is the product of his environment. And wouldn't you want the lesson if that boy, you know, let's say his parents are horrible people. Let's just assume Mm -hmm. for the sake of argument and people will argue with that, but let's just assume for the sake of discussion that his parents are horrible people. He was getting attention for being bullied and people were trying to make him understand that the things get better. Mm -hmm. You, do you really think attacking him openly is going to help him uh, in a live in a world right. where his parents are already horrible people. Right. And that's exactly kind of what my point was, was that if you tease it all the way down the line, now we've learned unsavory things about his parents and, and the public is turning their ire back on this 11 year old boy who was being bullied by his, you know, students in his school. And it just like, again, we can't have anything nice because the moment you have an emotion or a feeling about something, somebody is there to try to to unravel it for you and tell you why it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, ask yourself what that where that gets us. Like, okay, so now we should just shut up and be mean to the boy um and stop. Or ignore him. Cuz I don't know what you're really arguing with. Like, you know, Chris Evans invited him to the Avengers premiere. Do you think he shouldn't be able to go to the Avengers career or uh, premiere because his parents are horrible people? Mm-hmm. 
You think he should suffer because his parents are horrible people? You, I mean, that's awesome. You're an adult and you're taking to the Internet to tell people that they should shame a child because his parents are idiots. Like, it's not that child's fault. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because we're talking about somebody who went viral um, yesterday and it kind of opens up a whole different conversation um, and one that occurred to me this morning um, because it seems like it is so easy to become Internet famous now. Well, I have the question, do we really want our kids to think that they can be YouTube stars? And I'm going to tell you a story about a six year old that is going to blow your mind. He is a YouTube star And uh, he is more wealthy than we will ever be. I'm going to tell you that story and answer that question. Uh, Do we really want our kids to think that they can be YouTube stars? 651-641-1071 after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Okay, is Claire Foy nominated for Best Uh, Actor? Yes, she better win this. Yes, she is. Well, who is she up against? I don't care. Okay, Uh, where's Winona Ryder? For Stranger Things. Nobody likes Oh, she, she was the weakest part of that whole Stop series. Stop it, Alexis. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she that... was not. Yeah, she was. Yes. No, she wasn't. No. Yep. She yes, wasn't. she did not emote at all. She did emote. She just Hardly. emoted the wrong way. Yeah, it was just not. Believable. She had a drawbridge and emote. She <laughs> emoted. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of now trending reports at the bottom of every hour. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Do we really want our children to think that being a YouTube star is a lucrative career? That's the question I'm asking right now on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Hey. Um, okay, so I, I, I've probably told you this before. My kids, huge YouTube fans, yeah. and have often, all three of them, said at one point or another, when I've said to them, what do you want to be when you grow up? They've said, a YouTube star, which is a really difficult thing as a parent to respond to, especially when you know the following. I read this morning a story about a young boy named Ryan. Okay. When I tell you Ryan is a young boy, I mean he is six years old. Okay. Six-year-old Ryan made $11 million next year, or last year. What? $11 million as a YouTube star. Six-year-old Ryan. Ryan is the host of an entire YouTube channel um, called Ryan Toys Review. And Ryan opens toys and tells the camera whether or not he likes them. Ryan has been doing this since Ryan was three years old. Ryan's parents were taking videos of their adorable little boy opening presents and toys, and uh, they were putting them on YouTube. Actually, no, they didn't start putting them on the YouTube. They were just taking video of their adorable boy. Sure. When um, people started to talk about YouTube and they thought, well, you know, Ryan does these open, he opens boxes. This be, we'll just put it on YouTube, thinking it would go nowhere. Well, and at first it didn't. At first, like all YouTube channels kind of start out slow. A couple people click on them and then some people start watching them and then they start getting shared. Well, after about... How does he make $11 million? Thank you. I'm going to tell you I will tell you in just a second at least my rudimentary understanding of the ways in which he makes that amount of money. But but what they... 
But what they did is they started, um, the, more people started to find these videos. And the more people that came, the more money you can make. So they have uh, different affiliate links. They link to all of the toys that he gets. They have found a way to monetize this YouTube channel to the tune of $11 million, which is a combination of, you know, the subscribers and the amount of clicks they get on it and the endorsements they have or implied endorsements with the click throughs that they are able to house on their YouTube channel, $11 million. And the child is six years old. Okay. This for a hundred different reasons be illegal. Well, and here's what I have an issue with is, you know, listen, good on him. I mean, good on that family. $11 million later. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. $11 million money. That's awesome. But like, think about what, they're pay- what price they're paying for that $11 million. And I don't think that, I think that that sort of remains to be seen right now. I mean, I think right now everything is great, right? They've got a kid that, that performs like this and they make $11 million, but that kid's going to grow up and Ryan's not going to be opening up toys when he's Do you feel comfortable 14? making $11 million off your six-year-old child? No. Okay. So, so right. okay, that's. One of my issues, but the other thing, and this is just generally, I think what YouTube does is it makes ordinary people um, into extraordinary people or think they can be extraordinary. Like I think about the gaming videos that my kids watch, even just this morning, they were watching. um, I was sitting with them for a minute uh, before school and they were watching a guy named Dan TDM. Dan TDM was recently named by Forbes as the highest paid YouTube celebrity. Um, he makes 16 point, he made $16.5 million in 2017. Well, so I think there's a a distinction and one is that one of those people is an adult and one of them is a child. And I think that, you know, media, the ability for people to make incredible amounts of money on YouTube is no different than people who go to Hollywood and make, uh, you know, themselves into, you know, a multi-million dollar career. There's no difference. It's just that the medium is different and we're not used to it because we didn't grow up with YouTube. Mm -hmm. That aside, making six to, or making $11 million off your six-year-old child, who by the way was three when you started, seems like, like if there are supposed to be finite strict rules for how you can put a child on television at the age of Mm -hmm. three, it seems like there should equally be rules for how you can put uh, and make money off of a child on YouTube because you may think that this child loves what he does. That child has no choice. Right. Right. Because the parents are filming it and they're doing all the work. He's not uploading the picture. The and if that boy came to, to his parents and said, I, Mommy, I don't want to do this anymore. What do you think Mommy's going to say? We need you to do this. Because you're making us rich, honey. So open up that that box. That just seems shocking to me. Well, and the reason I brought up Dan TDM, and like you said, he is an adult, but he's something my kids watch. And he's very popular. And so they watch him all the time. And and We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've said, when, I, when I've said to them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be like Dan, Dan TDM. He just plays video games and he makes millions of dollars. And that's true. And I can't say to them, well, that's not really valid because they no, are watching I think this. If they want to do that, I, like, I, hey, I think that's awesome. But again, you know, that's an aspirational goal. If they want to grow up and do that for a living, right. great. If they want to grow up and do that. So then yeah. if I use that exact, if I use that exact argument, yes, you can, when you grow up, you know, you can definitely try to do that. I think it's good to have a backup, whatever. But then they, then we've got a six-year-old over here who's got $11 exactly, million dollars unboxing things. should not be allowed exactly. as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. So then but I, I can't... Nobody listens like, to me. They, they will justify it using those... I mean, and he's not the only one. He's, I think, the youngest one. Um, but there are definitely kids younger than the age of oh, 13 sure. making a lot of money. Because it's not It's like it's the same problem with advertising. I mean... People think that social media, or in this case, YouTube, this platform, this medium is somehow different than TV. It's not. People watch it on their TV. There's no difference. And it's going to take some time before. Mm -hmm. And it'll probably take one of these children growing up and doing something horrible Mm -hmm. or something horrible happening or some crazy story of a child who's forced. Because think for every cute child who ends up on Ellen because they were a YouTube star. Think about the countless children who their parents think they can make a fast buck on Mm -hmm. their kid. Think about those parents that were... Uh, that family admonished. that was the pranked, the pranking family, yeah, uh, who were basically terrorizing their children and had the kids taken away, and were making tons of money yeah. for it. And they thought, oh, this is a great way to make money. Meanwhile, they got their children taken away from them. I will tell you uh, just very briefly. This is uh, how his parents, Ryan's parents, Ryan again, six-year-old Ryan, who is an eleven, has, who's made eleven million dollars in the past year. Just being a YouTube star unwrapping toys. Um, his parents say that they post one video every day, but they but they take video of them five at a time. So apparently he maybe works. Oh my god, that's and I'm putting so that in wrong. quotes. That's so wrong. Somebody needs to do like where do they live? Do they if they live in California, like the some labor board needs to get involved because that child should not be working. We've got Kelly on the line, and Kelly, uh, uh, I, I think, knows something about the Ryan videos. Hi, Kelly. Hi. What did you want to share? I just, wa- I just wanted to say that my three-year-old son watches on, him on YouTube and the, on YouTube Kids, and he pops up just randomly. And the kid is a super brat. He is so rude to his parents. I had to stop, like I had to block it because he's so, um, like they'll be playing a game and he'll lose and he still steals the toy from his parents instead of letting the parent open the toy up. And it's just horrible. And it's not good teaching skills of a parent to let their three-year-old watch it. I block him on on YouTube Kids. That is fascinating, Kelly. Thank Thanks, you so much. Kelly. We don't. Uh, we do not know the, the. We don't know his mom's name. She has been declined to be named by uh, publications that have oh, written about them. But their child yeah. is named. Oh but my god! But they're putting him out there, and he's making them a mint. Oh. 
All right, when we come back, as if that wasn't debagging enough, we've got some actual celebrity debags for you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. It was you, Kristen, who shot JR. Entertainment. We've got some celebrity D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer, and here are your D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hi, and uh, my D-bag today is Kelly Ripa. Hi, Kelly. <sighs> Why? Not Kelly. Everybody loves Kelly Ripa. Okay, I know you're being Irish. <laughs> I think you're being ironic. I mean, yeah, she's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, we poke fun at Kelly uh, on the regs. But uh, today, the reason that I selected her for my D-bag is because of what she said about Regis Feldman. So a casual observer might read this article and be like, oh, that's fascinating. Tell me more. And here's the headline. Kelly Ripper reveals Regis Philbin had a strict no talking off camera rule on live. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like, wow, Regis Philbin is a D bag, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think so. So here's the story. In this article on uh, ET Online, Kelly Rip is opening up about her time working with former live with Regis and Kelly co host Regis Philbin. And one of her revelations is how Philbin had a mandate that the pair didn't talk off screen. In a new interview with the New York Times, she discussed how her relationship with current host Ryan Seacrest, who she texts at night and hangs with on the weekends, is a stark contrast to her previous partnership with Philbin, who left in 2011. Regis had a mandate. Absolutely no talking off camera, Ripa told the outlet. He had an almost superstition about it. Save it for the show, he would say. I'd be like, good morning. And he'd say, save it for the air. Okay. So I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit Mm -hmm. and tell you that it is not uncommon for us when approaching a topic on the Colleen and Bradley show. Mm -hmm. One of us will say something like, zip it, Mm -hmm. save it. Mm-hmm. Wait for the show, mm-hmm. which means don't give us all your good stuff right now. When you're talking, when you have a job that involves having a conversation with another person mm-hmm. on the air, whether it's the radio, and let's be honest, we're the dollar store Regis uh, and Philbin Kelly yes. show. <laughs> we're okay? in the Target dollar bin right now. We're the yeah, we're the dollar store mm-hmm. version of that. Um. When your job is to have a conversation on the air with someone, you want it to sound authentic because if it doesn't, people aren't going to listen because they're like, you you sound fake, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to have an authentic conversation, it generally means you don't want to have really talked too much about what you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you want it to sound natural. Mm-hmm. And if you've talked everything out, by the time you get to the air, whether it's on camera or on mic... Um, you have nothing to give and it just sounds rote and it sounds predictable and it sounds fake and not particularly enjoyable Mm -hmm. because there's no organic, you know, spontaneity. Mm -hmm. So that story does not surprise me at all. Like Mm -mm. now Regis may be a little old school about it because he comes from a different era where, you know, they were probably more rigid and more strict about doing those things. And I don't know if you know this, but Regis Feldman is one of the best of his career. Right. Right? right. And I don't know if you know this, but I don't think Kelly is. I do know that she, I don't think she is. So I feel like she was trying to throw him under the yeah. bus in a way to sort of 
burgeon this image or burnish this burnish this image uh, between her and Ryan that they're just like best buds, which I guarantee you is complete fakery. Absolutely. And I think that that actually, to me, is almost the more compelling part of the story is I feel like the pushing of this narrative that the two of them are just like giggly friends who just share everything. Oh, my gosh, we never stop that. There's something about that that is uh, a response to people not really warming up to Ryan on that show. Yeah. And so she's trying to show, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I know people love her yeah. and I'm not saying she's a horrible person, but like she is, she is what she is. She is, she's a no nonsense, like businesswoman mm-hmm. who's got a career mm-hmm. and like, but she's trying to play this image that she's just a happy go lucky free spirit. Right. Right. Which it's like, honey, again, like, I don't know. I, so there, oddly, I find myself respecting Regis for having an opinion like that because or a, a, an approach like that, because he was concerned about the thing that he was there to do. Right. Which was to make, a, you know, people believe that he was having an authentic conversation with his co-host. With right. Hmm. Interesting. That makes me I, I will tell you, I don't really watch that show anyway, but it makes me like question the um, authenticity of anything that she does on TV. Now, Kelly, that is. Okay, here's my D-bag. Tyra Banks. This is a big deal because I generally love Tyra Banks and I generally loved the show America's Next Top Model. Well, um, one of the early winners of that show is a woman named Adrienne Curry. And Adrienne Curry has done a number of other reality shows since she did that. She also, she has, she's built a very interesting career for herself just in general. But she has a blog called uh, Curiosity where she basically told everything there is to know about her time on America's Next Top Model and Tyra Banks in particular. So when Adrian Curry won America's Next Top Model, she they had a sponsor that was a um, an agency called Wilhelmina. She ended up they were supposed to represent the winner of that of that season. Well, Wilhelmina decided not to take her on as a client, and she then reached out to Tyra Banks because she had just done an entire season of a show with Tyra Banks, and Tyra Banks was acting like she was her mentor and was going to be there for her to help her through supermodeldom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tyra Banks, radio silence, nothing. There were a number of other uh, business deals that ended up falling through for Adrian Curry. Adrian Curry once again reached out to Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, radio silence. It wasn't until MTV reached out to Adrian Curry to do a show called The Surreal Life, where they put some uh, B and C and D list actors all living in a mansion together. It wasn't until then that Tyra Banks then mysteriously showed up again in Adrian Curry's life because they were afraid that she was going to badmouth the show for not giving her all of the things that they promised. Oh. So guess what she did? And this is kind of what I love about Adrienne Curry. She badmouthed Tyra Banks and the show. She basically did exactly what they were afraid of. Um, she says now in this blog that that was something that she did at that time that she wouldn't necessarily have done um, th- these days, but that she really felt upset because that show kind of sets it up and Tyra Banks will have them believe that she's there for them, that she wants to help them. And then she's not. Um, 
Although she should have talked to Cap Perkins. Mm-hmm. Because what do we know? Everybody smokes and no, nothing is real. In Hollywood. Yes. Everybody, everybody smokes, smokes and, and nothing, nothing is, is real. real. So somebody should have filled her in on the fact that this was all just a big scam. Uh, and that she anyway. didn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, she really, and that's the sad part. I mean, that is the thing about some of those reality shows. I mean, American Idol has a pretty good track record of, of you know, those many of them, more of them, I would say, than other reality shows have maintained a level of fame. Kelly Clarkson, um, et cetera. Uh, da- da- Chris Daughtry, Daughtry. I mean, he's pretty well known. Scotty McCready, I think, yeah. has a pretty good career. Um uh, carry underpants. I mean, you don't even have to win American Idol to actually have a pretty darn good career. Yeah, but I don't know how much. I would be curious how much uh, American Idol was involved in helping them. Because, yeah. again, what do we know from Cat Perkins? Everybody smokes and nothing is real. Yeah. Um, in any case, okay, but this is what I find most fascinating. Or this is the tie-in. This is sort of like the beautiful tie-in. Adrian Curry, who I just told you about, who was a contestant on America's Next Top Model, she then went on to do The Surreal Life on MTV. Yeah. She then went on to do another reality show with the man she met on The Surreal Life who became her husband. His name is Christopher Knight. And he is our second Chris on the 12 Days of Chris's. Hot Chris? He's hot, hot. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Christopher Knight and a hot Chris in a pine tree. It is our second day of the 12 Days of Chris's here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We're celebrating 12 days of hot guys named Chris. Yesterday, day one, Chris Pine. We talked to a pine tree named Chris. Today, Christopher Knight, of course, Peter Brady. From the iconic Brady Bunch. Also somebody you've not yet met, Colleen. I know. Um, he, uh, again, I was a huge fan of the Brady Bunch my whole entire life. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. This summer, Bradley, you uh, found a way for me to meet Barry Williams, who played Greg Brady on the Brady Bunch. Well, Christopher Knight played Peter Brady, and I would say that he and Greg Brady, he and Barry Williams, battled for my affection. And um, more often than not, Christopher Knight won my affection. Um, and I would like to add him to my collection of Brady's that I've spoken to. So I would love it if everybody would get on their Twitter boxes and just let Christopher Knight know that we're celebrating him today on our second day of Chris's. And hopefully just maybe, I don't know, he because he's not at like Zac Efron level fame. So I don't feel like this should be as hard to get his attention and get him to call in. And we will then celebrate him and feature him at the very end of the show today. Yeah, no, it's it's totally possible. Okay, so just so you know, I did that feel I was that real? Did you do is that really possible, do you think? Well, I mean, what else is he doing? I mean, that's kind of he does design furniture. He only has 6,000 Twitter followers. Oh, wow, wow really? I have more f- Twitter followers than Peter Brady. Really? Okay, so here I'm going to tell you what his Twitter handle is so that everybody can go uh, and tweet to him. It is Knight, that's K-N, nope, that's not him. Why can't I find his Twitter handle all of a sudden? Thank you. N-I-G-H-T Brands. Okay, because again... He's not even verified. He has a brand of furniture. (laughs) Yes, it's C-K Knight Brands, or C, Knight with a K, Brands. That's his Twitter handle. Tweet him, please, and see if he will just call our show. 651-641-1071. We're trying to celebrate Christopher Knight today, for goodness sake. 
It is our uh, second day of the 12 days of Chris's. And uh, I think it's possible. I, I'm very, I, I would feel very good about this one. I think our listeners can help us make contact by the end okay, of the okay, show okay, for okay, sure. Okay. All right. So everybody go do that. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, smokers who get uh, breast jobs. I've got science. Might have a that. major problem, yeah. right? And Bradley's got the science to back that up. Also, the man flu, probably real. We'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recently overheard on Donna and Marley. Um, let's see. Be sensitive to other religions. Your work party isn't the good time to take a hard stance on things like saying Merry Christmas. Okay. Don't dress as your favorite nativity character. What? Don't dress as your favorite nativity character. Oh. Right? That would be inappropriate. Who's yours? People have those. No. <laughs> we could go as the three wise men, you guys. Wait, but if we went as, you would go as the dad. Donna, you'd go as the Virgin Mary and I could be baby Jesus. You could be, there was a donkey present. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing you everything entertainment. Donna and Marley on My Talk 1071. Laugh along. The radio home of, oh great, now I gotta watch that too. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Science to share with you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment, everything scientific. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, do you have smart stuff to share with me, Bradley? Oh, yeah, no, it's totally smart. For example, did you know that smokers who get boob jobs have a high risk of their nipples falling off? Why? Because. And that's not actually the whole story. That's not the fascinating thing. That is just the first part of the story that I'm going to share with you today. Smokers who get boob... I'm reading verbatim, so don't write me letters. Smokers who get boob jobs have a high risk of their nipples falling off. Can you just imagine if you're walking around... Whoa! There goes my nipples! No, that's a thing, though. Like, if you get boob jobs and they take your nipples off and they reattach them... They can die. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Because I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. But the way you just said that didn't really give me much faith. Anyway, let me tell you, the story itself is that if you were a smoker and you get a boob job, that it is hard for blood to get to the nipple after the boob job. Mm -hmm. But there is now, and this is the fascinating science, there is now a solution. And it involves leeches. Yeah. So this is awesome because the story is, and this is like, this is the most bizarre science story that I could have possibly found for you today. Smokers who get boob jobs have a high risk of their nipples falling off, dot, dot, dot. But 
blood-sucking leeches can save them. Who knew? Apparently, if you smoke one month before or after a boob job, it leaves you at risk. And they, I'm sorry, but that's the technical term that is written in this mm-hmm. particular article. It leaves you at risk of your nipples turning black and falling off. Again, I can't think of a more horrifying moment. Um, I think my nipple just fell off. But doctors can now use medical grade leeches to act as a portable. Okay, I'm sorry. Medical grade leeches? Yeah, that's what they're called. Medical grade leeches. That's hilarious. To act as a portable vein and supply blood flow to the area in order to save the nipples. You know what is weird to me about this is that leeches have been around like since forever and we always knew that they were sucking our blood. Yeah. So it seems to me they could have come up with the solution a little bit easier. Also, what are medical grade leeches? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've heard of this before because I've seen like, I don't know, that's incredible or something where they're like leeches. It's the future of science where um, if you need to pull blood into a particular tissue, sure. they will apply a leech because the leech does what? It sucks, sucks your the blood. blood. Yeah. And they also have some kind of weird stuff in their saliva that you know helps do stuff i don't know but anyway um so if you are a smoker and you did get a boob job and you don't want your nipples to fall off well leeches, leeches. Yeah. You go to your local bait and tackle and stock up and by the way it's called haruda therapy that is the uh therapy using medical grade leeches to restore blood flow to affected areas of the body yeah so they just stick leeches on your nipples Okay. I bet that feels weird. You know, I, I've been terrified of leeches ever since the movie Stand By Me. Do you remember that scene in the movie? Yeah. Where they go swimming yeah. and then Will... Leeches! What's his name? Will... Which Will? I don't know. Will... Wheaton. Thank you. Will Not Wheaton's... Will Smith. Yeah, Will Wheaton's character finds one in his undies. Oh, that's the worst. All right, well, thank you for bringing that delightfully. Yeah, you're welcome. I could have saved somebody's life or nipple. I hope you did. And please, by all means, email us if Bradley Trainer just saved yeah. your nipple. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Hey, Brad, it uh, turns out the man flu is actually probably a real thing. The, I don't even know what that means. What? Why? Because. Well, you know what the man flu is, right? I mean, a flu that a man gets? Exactly. I don't know. So. The it's all it's sort of I mean, commonly known that when, when women get sick, women typically um, will still go about their business and get and bounce back really quickly. But when men get the flu, we call it the man flu. In fact, my husband was just talking about this the other day. He said to our friends, yeah, when I get sick, I get the man flu, which means he just sort of lays there and expects that everybody is going to cater to his every whim because he's sick and then he uses i'm sick to be his excuse for everything and i'm sick will last a lot longer than it probably needs to yeah well an actual scientist uh dr kyle sue of canada's memorial university of newfoundland so if you've got an issue with this please send your emails to him he says that when it comes to immunity which is what uh is responsible for keeping you from getting sick in the first place when it comes to immunity men actually are the weaker sex and some of this we know from plants female plants have a stronger immunological response to vaccinations and infections 
And so we are able to know that women probably have stronger immune systems, so much so, and this I think is fascinating, that women typically are targets for autoimmune disease, which means their immune system works so well that it attacks its own body. Okay. So men have what they call an immunological deficit. And the theory is that because men's role in um, evolution has been to hunt, gather, and reproduce, and the woman's job is to be able to uh, host a baby and um, keep that baby safe, that they are more, they are better at fighting infection because they have to remain healthy in order to carry the progeny, right? So that is the theory of evolution, the evolutionary theory of why that is, that men have a weaker immune system. Fascinating. But at this point, Dr. Kyle wants us to know that these are only theories, but he is trying to devise a clinical trial that will uh, help prove that the man flu is a real but thing. But what I don't understand what that means. Like, so what is that supposed to do then? Like, if they say that men suffer from the flu worse than women, then men will have a leg to stand on when they're busy in bed. Whining about I having kind of the feel flu. like you don't do science to settle arguments. I wonder if there's like some treatment or therapeutic probably. Uh, I mean, solution. Probably. I mean, especially if it's because men's immune systems are weaker. There's probably a way to boost that in some way or another. Isn't that interesting, though? Yeah. So here's how. This is the cr- clinical trial that he's he's posing. That um, there will be like he'll have people who already are infected by a virus, men. And he'll separate them into two groups. One will be responsible for fending for themselves. And the other one will have every single need met by a a nurse or um, a designated caregiver. And then they'll see how long the flu lasts in in each of those cases. Isn't that interesting? Man flu, it's a thing. I'll tell you, my husband sent me. I had already read this article and, and planned to talk about it today. And my husband sent it to me. With a C, like it's, it's a real, real thing. I told you. <sighs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, I am wondering if people have been talking to their children about the sexual min- misconduct in Hollywood and elsewhere. If you have, or even if you haven't, 651 641 1071, what are you saying? And if you're not saying anything, why? Give us a call after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Entertainment.